Hello everyone, welcome to Reservations. We're your hosts, I'm Rain Whalen. Sorry, everyone. I threw Jeremy off because uh, yep. he had used a joke before. Yeah, and, uh, I, uh, I just didn't do it. Oh, well. That's okay. Uh, well, welcome I, back, I, everyone. It's just dead air. <laughs> that makes me laugh. I, I, cool. Yeah, I think it's a little funny. Yeah, well, that's well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed last week of Children of Men. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Good good way to start off season we gotta four. do uh, We got to do that boost thing again on Facebook because, yeah. I mean, it reached like... 1500 people and I think yeah I think we still have like two days left on it so yeah um, sidebar if anyone's not uh, liked the Facebook page um, we have a Facebook page reservations with Rain and Jeremy we're on Twitter as well um, we're gonna try to be more active on Twitter and Instagram uh, but we he means him I don't have a Twitter and Instagram yeah. and I don't know how to use them so well I think people know that now from the tweet that we tweeted at Tom Hanks oh that I don't yeah that's right that you don't know how <laughs> I don't know how to use it um but yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited for yeah. this one because um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but uh, I love the director of this movie, uh, and that is Taika Waititi. I love him so much. I I think he's very underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think only in the last few years since he did Thor Ragnarok has he really, or at least for American audiences, kind of had some appreciation because mm-hmm. in New Zealand everyone knows in New Zealand you know who well, he is well I mean there's only like seven people that live there so I mean yeah and and the people in Australia I hear that in New Zealand this is just a fun New Zealand fun fact um, is that uh, locals uh, will at least at the time you know this is you know 20 years ago almost uh-huh. uh, but they're like hey man which Lord of the Rings were you in and they'd be like, I was in one and three. Which one were you in? And he goes, oh, I was in a two and three. You know what I mean? And they because uh-huh. they had to be extras, right? Because yeah. they had to have so many people mm-hmm. in that movie, right? Fritz Lang style, just using, you know, real Everyone. people. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> if you lived there, chances are you got to be in the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, um, but, you know, definitely when he did Thor Ragnarok, that's when... I think American audiences really got exposed really to... Really revolutionized the Thor franchise because I hated... Hated. I know that you could really hear the H in that. Sorry about that, guys. But Let's hope that his hot breath really comes yeah, through. The first two. I did not like them at all. I thought they were so boring. I, I rank them this way. I, I think... this. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I actually liked Dark World better than the first one. And I love also love Kenneth Branagh, who did you, the first one. You could argue that you couldn't do worse than the first one. That's because true. Because it was so bad. But you, to me, they're both horrible, and I just didn't enjoy them do you, at all. Do you think... It, do you think so we'll get to the movie, everyone. Hang on. Do you think the reason why the first one didn't really land is because Kenneth Branagh was really trying to implement a lot of Shakespearean overtones to it? Or Maybe I mean I am bored by Shakespeare, so I might, <laughs> that might do it. Yeah, maybe. You know, also I mean it's like I don't know. Not everyone needs their own movie. You know, yeah. I mean it's kind of like they they hadn't gotten to that point where it was okay to have other heroes in that person's movie yet. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, once we get to again, we're <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Everyone. Hang on. Once we get to um, uh, Civil War. Yeah. It is a Captain America movie, but everyone else is also in it, right? Yeah. So I think it makes it a little more entertaining than just a solo Thor movie, movie. Yeah. right? Or just like another solo Captain America movie. Who fucking cares, right? Yeah. Like I'm so sick of you know pretending like the other people don't exist or they're busy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of you know that soloness of Thor. It just it's boring. Well, right? and, and you know, and Chris Hemsworth was getting bored with the role. And I also don't. And I also think that Thor is boring in the first place until Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, I I like that Marvel decided to shift from this really serious tone mm-hmm. um, because when they announced it, they said it was going to be very dark and very because it's about the end times. But then bringing in, I think Taika, and I think he helped with the script. Um, and changing it to a more comedic had to, tone. It does have a lot of that sort of dry New Zealand mm-hmm. sort of... Um, and I forgot who it is. I think it might be... Um, I don't remember who it is. 
But anyway. Um, like the color scheme? No, no, no. Oh, I was okay. going to say the, the type of comedy it is. Because oh, it's um, oh, yeah. um, Pete Holmes. Thank you. For <laughs> no help at all. Uh, Pete well, Holmes, I didn't know where you were going with that. Uh, Pete Holmes uh, says it's kind of like the um, the I'm sorry uh, humor. It's sort of like the uh, huh, nice shirt, but it looks good on you. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like uh, fuck you. I'm sorry. Like here's yeah. <laughs> and it's it you know the the backpedaling mm. right, and it does have a lot of that. So I would assume that Taika had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, but um. But yeah, so, you know, and then with the success of Thor, which is not the movie we're talking about today, no. um, Taika was able to do this movie, which apparently he'd finished the first draft back all the way back in, like, 2011. Hmm. I, I watched the behind the scenes. Okay. Cool. And he, he said he'd finished the first draft all the way back in 2011, but it didn't it didn't feel right mm-hmm. during that time. And then when they did this one in 2019, mm-hmm. um he felt like now was the perfect time because there was this kind of <clears throat> wave of anti-hate and pro-peace, which, of course, we're still kind of living through right now. We've been living through it, um, and it's kind of a back and forth. Right. Um, and so the movie we're discussing, which if you didn't tune in last week, you don't know, but if you did, it's Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. which is based on the book Caging Skies, which I don't know who the author is. I probably should have looked that you up. You probably should have wrote that down. Oh, well. It's okay. That's the From what I understand, he he took a lot of the... Because the book is much more dramatic, apparently. Yes. And he made it much, the movie a little bit more comedic. Yeah. Not necessarily lighthearted, but... Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, at, at some points it is very lighthearted and very fun and very funny. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and we'll get to why it starts off that way and then it doesn't end that way. Right, because mm-hmm. uh, especially with the relationship between Jojo and Elsa, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that that relationship starts off very best friend, buddy, buddy, and very light, and then mm-hmm. doesn't end that way, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll get to that. Yes. So, Jeremy, would you like to tell the people what this movie's all about? Sure. Um, the movie opens. We meet Jojo. Jojo Betzler. Um, and he is a Nazi youth. And he is going to go to a Nazi youth weekend camp. Isn't that fun? Um, if you have seen... I would just assume some of our listeners are uh, <laughs> maybe intellectual movie nerds like myself. If you've seen Triumph of the Will, uh, which is the uh, <laughs> Lenny Riefenstahl uh, documentary about the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pro-Nazi. It is, right, I mean, this is, it's a documentary to say, hey, isn't being a Nazi great? Uh, yeah. But it's such a well-done, beautifully shot documentary that it is still relevant to to study, right? Right. Uh, like, if it wasn't that good, no one would care, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it is that good, it just so happens the subject matter is horrible, <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of Nazi youth propaganda in that documentary as well. Okay. Um, that being a Nazi youth in Germany at the time was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So his excitement, his drive is real. I mean, that that's not sort of played up to be ridiculous. Yeah. It's not ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he opens the film with that sort of Hitler mania played um, over I want to hold your hand sort of plays on the Beatlemania mm-hmm. right which I loved I because it, it does look like Beatlemania right yeah. uh, but it's not it's all from you know Nazi propaganda films mm-hmm. right and so anyway gets to go to a Nazi youth camp how much fun is that with his with his little portly best friend who Yorkie. I love um, who he's my favorite when me and Ashley first watched this I was like it's a little Nick Frost it's a little Nick Frost that's right he is adorable yes. I love this little guy and it's because it's part of that humor I love which is the just unwavering optimist he's never sad about anything yeah which I love right <laughs> yeah, even at the end of the movie he's still like well yeah well <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, 
that was close. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, he's not shaken at all, which I, you know, that's the stuff I love. Um, small little mishap with a grenade. Yeah. Uh, kind of takes him out of Nazi youth camp. Uh, he gets blown up by a grenade. Um, after throwing it against a tree and it bounces back. We've all been there. I mean, so, who hasn't? Right. So he still wants to be heavily involved. So after he rehabilitates, he's still <laughs> where uh, Sam Rockwell, who was in charge of the Nazi youth camp, has now been demoted uh, to, because of the mishap. Yes. With the grenade. Um, because, you know, I guess you shouldn't let kids uh, with grenades. That's dumb, right? So anyway, he gets he gets demoted. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is another great character in this film. I forgot his name in the movie, um, but he's also very good. And there's a very good reason why he ends up being so helpful and not turning them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will I, we will discuss all of that here in a minute. Yes. Um. Anyway, so. <sighs> Jojo is trying his best just to stick with the Nazi party and try to be involved in any way he can. Yep. And he doesn't even care, really. You know, putting up propaganda posters, collecting metal, it doesn't matter. As long as he is with the Nazi party, he feels like he's doing some good, right? Right. He wants to make his dad proud. To him, he has been told his dad is fighting... Uh, in Paris. Right. Uh, for, obviously, the Nazi side. Mm-hmm. So... One day, he hears a weird noise in his house. He goes to check it out, and there is a Jewish girl living in one of the cupboards or whatever uh, in his house. Yeah. Oh, no. Because I don't know if you know this, Rain, but Nazis don't like the Jewish community. They don't? No. And so JoJo is... Everyone, I'm joking. Obviously, I know. Is very upset. Yes. And um, is like, how the hell did you get here? What's going on? And apparently his mom, played by Scarlett Johansson, Rosie, has... Hidden her. ...aided this Jewish girl into hiding in her house, right? Because Rosie's very against the Nazi party. Mm -hmm. Rosie doesn't like this war. Rosie thinks that it's stupid, it's silly, and really doesn't understand the the fanatic that her son is. Yeah. Right? Because... We should mention uh, JoJo is only ten years old. <laughs> um, a very small ten, I think. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of tiny. Yeah, even Yorkie is Did pretty he... small for his age, and he's eleven. Eleven, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Of course, I was also. So I mean, it's yeah. fine. I, I probably should be more nice, more <laughs> empathetic, because I was also very small. Um, so anyway, um, so now he's conflicted with what to do. Right? He doesn't mm-hmm. want to get his mom in trouble. Right, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to get in trouble because he might be complicit. Right, yeah. And so he decides, let's just keep it a secret. You can stay, right? Mm-hmm. But in return, you're going to tell me everything you know about Jews, so I can write a book. Right, you who Jews, uh, hilarious book title. And <laughs> so obviously, she feeds him nonsense. You know, stuff that he will obviously believe because they believe ridiculous things about Jewish people anyway. Yeah. That they can read minds, that, you know, they uh, they can hypnotize and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. All this ridiculous bullshit that doesn't exist. All just propaganda to make you hate Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, comedy ensues. And, <laughs> and eventually, what really, I think turns Jojo's life around is the hanging of his mom. Right? Mm. Um, Sorry, everyone. That was my phone. Um, And so when he realizes his mom has been killed for being against the Nazi party, not not for hiding a Jewish girl. They don't know that. Right? Mm -hmm. It's really just her her political ideologies mm-hmm. of being against the war, being against the Nazi party, she's killed, right? Yes. And so then he decides, okay, maybe mom was right, maybe this is silly, this is stupid, right? So um, it's my chance to protect... Elsa. Elsa, the Jewish girl in, in the cupboard, uh, and Frank style. 
Well, and you know, and he... We'll talk about it. Keep going. Yeah, I'm just trying to do this as fast as I yeah. can. Um, there's a battle in... Um, his, in their village. In their village, in their city, wherever they live. I didn't really catch where they lived. They they didn't tell us, really. Okay. Because it it's it, not we, Hamburg. It's not Berlin. It's not, I mean, it's... I don't... We, we just know it's towards the end of the war. Right. And the the Russians and the Americans have infiltrated this town and are killing Nazis all over the place. Um, he is captured by the Americans, put in a area where they have captured other Nazis, mm-hmm. runs into Sam Rockwell wearing the coolest uniform yeah. uh, in the world. Those, fe- uh, those feathers for aerodynamics. Aerodynamics. The boots are purely decorative. Um, and... <laughs> And Sam Rockwell's character, and I forgot his name, or else I'd say. Uh, they, they just call him Captain K. He, he says his full name. Captain K. At one point. Captain but. K um, rips the Nazi jacket off of JoJo, calls him a dirty Jew, right? Mm-hmm. To save JoJo from being killed by the Americans, mm-hmm. right? This firing squad. Right. Um, of course, it is insinuated that Captain K is killed in the firing squad shortly after JoJo leaves the area. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to Elsa, lies to her that the Germans won and that she has to stay there forever. He then has a change of heart <laughs> because that's ridiculous. In the book, that is not the case, uh, but we'll, we'll get there. Oh, okay. Um, and goes outside. The Americans, the Allies, have won this battle and assuming the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they dance to David Bowie's heroes, Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Um, okay. I really like this movie a lot. As do I. If nothing else, just for fun little foreshadowy things he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we begin the foreshadowing with... The, and this is all foreshadowing Rosie's death, right? Oh, with we the framing. really early. And um, when we see the the hanging of the, the people first, right? Mm-hmm. And we really focus on their shoes. Yeah. Right? That's important. Because later, we're going to really focus on Rosie's shoes, right? And yeah. they're unique enough to remember, right? Mm-hmm. They're the red and white leather sort of almost wingtip style shoes mm-hmm. for women obviously yeah and yeah and I, and I knew that was also important when you know they're having a day out together her yes. and Jojo and it's framed with Jojo's face and she's standing on a wall and the shoes are within eye level of him I was like oh, sorry guys oh god super loud uh, as soon as I saw that shot I was like that can't be good no and, um, you know, we see her shoes at the pool before that. And, you know, I mean, it's just she is also keeps tying his shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. So shoes are obviously very important. Right. Yeah. And that also plays into when he finally, you know, gets up off, off of the ground and, you know, boom, her shoes are right there. Right. Her shoe is untied and he tries to tie them. Right. Yeah. Uh, very sad. I, right, um, but I just I loved all of that leading up to it. Right? I, it's almost like a countdown. I was really hoping um, that it wasn't true mm-hmm. because I I had really fallen for their mother son dynamic. Yes, I really liked their dynamic. And it, yeah, and when when we're leading up to that scene and he's kind of just following the butterfly, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, this can't be. It's can't be good. And then, as you said, he's bent down looking at the butterfly. The butterfly flies away, and he stands up, and then boom. Right. There are shoes. I was like, and I immediately start panicking. I'm like, And no. I meant to measure. I meant to put a measuring tape um, on my TV uh, just to see if his, at his eye level uh, with her shoes on the wall when she was dancing on the wall and him was the same. on the ground was the exact same, right? That would have been impressive. That would have been very impressive, and I... And I should have done that. And it's pretty close, if not exactly the same. But uh, but the first time I saw that, I was really, I was going through the five stages of grief. <laughs> and so I was like, no, 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 that's not Rosie. And I, I was reading that we don't see her face uh, mm-hmm. because it's a very personal thing for JoJo, right? Mm-hmm. And so as 
Taika says, we don't have permission to oh, see yeah. it, right? This is for JoJo only. This isn't for us. This isn't for the audience. We get it. We see your shoes. We see his grief. That's all we need, right? I think I think we just see the back of her head. Yeah, in it, it, like a really far away wide shot, right? I mean, we barely see it, so that yeah. doesn't count. Yeah, it, it was... Ashley kind of called it. She was like, she kind of knew that She's a Rosie girl. wasn't going to make it. Um, I was kind of bartering. I was like, maybe, maybe someone else. Maybe, maybe Rosie sold her shoes. Yeah. But watching JoJo's reaction and his grief, I'm like, no, that's that's Rosie. That's Rosie. Yeah. And you're right. Their their dynamic was a lot of fun. I loved the uh, <laughs> when uh, she ties his shoes together. Yeah. And he goes, "What are you drunk? What Again? are you drunk, man? Again? Again? Yeah. Love it." Oh, and apparently in the behind the scenes, Scarlet and Roman had so much fun together. Yeah. Um, and you know, and Scarlet is a mom, mm-hmm. and so she was able to kind of channel her inner mom for the character, uh, and you know, and. Yeah, they they had a lot of shots of them just kind of messing around, like the the dinner scene mm-hmm. when they're having their argument. Uh, Scarlet called Roman a diva, and he stands up and like puts his hands on his hips, like, oh. <laughs> and it's you know, and you could kind of feel that 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 yeah. they were having a lot of fun together, mm-hmm. and that this mother and son dynamic really came through in the characters. Right. Another dynamic in the film that's very important, and also doesn't quite go well is Jojo and Adolf. And yes, we Jeremy kind of kind of mentioned it. Um Jojo has an imaginary friend of Adolf Hitler. Um and something I really loved about this is um shortly after me and Ashley watched it for the first time like months ago, um I was doing a lot of reading, a lot of trivia about the movie mm-hmm. cuz I really wanted to know certain things and like one of the things someone really pointed out was um, how he kept offering him cigarettes. Yeah. And apparently Hitler despised smoking. Yeah, he did not let anyone smoke around him or in the buildings or anything. And like I was that. like, that's kind of strange. And then when I was watching the behind the scenes last night, um, Taika, who plays Adolf, um, said how when they he was originally approaching it, he was going to do research and bring some authenticity. And then he was like, wait, I don't know this guy any authenticity right. why would I give him anything right, right, right. which I think is what makes this version of Adolf Hitler so ridiculous yeah and it is sort of it is exactly what Mel Brooks brings to springtime for Hitler mm-hmm. or to be or not to be is this fuck you to Hitler right yeah it's this let's make him as ridiculous as possible let's laugh at these things because they need to be treated as ridiculous not as you know, not idolized and not immortalized. They need to be mm-hmm. made fun of, right? Yeah. And that's Tyke's school of thought also. Yeah. And, you know, and kind of going back to our Blazing Saddles episode, talking about satire, mm-hmm. and, you know, Tyke really wanted to make sure that shined through with his version of Adolf. Yeah. That, like you just said, that this isn't something to be, like... You, you said it better, and I'm not going to try to re-say it because I don't remember what you just said. That's okay. Um, um, I do want to say, though, that the authenticity you're right in sort of who Hitler was wasn't really paid attention to. However, a, a little fun thing about his uniforms. His uniforms keep changing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every time we see him. And that is actually accurately, chronologically correct. Oh, okay. Uh, his uniforms change... In the in the way it would have in real life. So um, when we first see him, that's what he would have worn early in his dictatorship. And then every time we see uh, Hitler in Jojo Rabbit, his uniform changes as it would have during his time as leader of the Third Reich. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bunch of fun. Right. And it also changes uh, and it also reflects sort of Jojo's sort of wavering trust mm. in Adolf, right? Until the very, very end where it's completely gone. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and, and kind of like what you're saying with the relationship changing, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jojo is kind of has this blind faith and listens to his imaginary Hitler. Um, and then as he starts to question everything, you know, like after, um, 
after the Gestapo comes by and they they think Elsa is Jojo's sister and they sell it with the help of Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking to Adolf and he's like, you know, she's not a bad person. And he goes in this huge tirade and almost sounds like something Hitler would have actually said at some point in his life. And then you can kind of tell Jojo's like, that's right. not and, okay. And of course, pure Taika, the little tantrum, you know, like mm-hmm. he's, he kicks the chair and, and he like, spits in the soup, yeah. um, it, which is funny. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I loved that attention to detail with the, with the uniforms, mm-hmm. right. And also having that, you know, sort of show physically what's going on emotionally with, with Jojo and, and Adolf, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love mom's favorite line so far, and because it's from the trailer, she's probably watching it right now. Uh, is uh, let's burn down the house and blame Winston Churchill. Because <laughs> we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> he's like, there's only one thing we can do: negotiate, burn down the house, and blame Winston Churchill, or negotiate, or negotiate. That's right. <laughs> uh, and that's also the scene where he offers him cigarettes, and he's like, "Stop offering me goddamn cigarettes! I'm ten. He's like, "All right, jeez." I do, I do love that he keeps offering cigarettes. <laughs> and, he, and, and the first two times he does it, he's just like, nah, no, I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, and there, I mean, and, and, and you're right. And Taika does, as Mel Brooks, a, a fuck you. And that's what makes it funny, especially right. with the... One of my favorite scenes is, you know, a lot, you know, people you say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, this guy's going to get us all killed. <laughs> yeah, and, and he does. It is a little shoulder shrug. Yeah, and it's you know, and and it's definitely a, a big fuck you. Mm-hmm. And what I love a lot is when Taika announced that he was working on this project and that he was going to be playing Hitler. I don't know if you saw it, but it's a picture of him flipping off of flipping off an actual portrait of Hitler, mm-hmm. and he says, "How much of a of a big fuck you is a Polynesian Jew? Yeah. is playing Schittler. <laughs> and it's. Because, and I think that just adds to the whole anti-hate, right. pro-peace that, and you know, and Taika even says in the in the behind the scenes that, you know, he's Russian Jew on his dad's side, and then you know he's from New Zealand, so he's got Polynesian on his mom's side, and so he was like, who better right. than me to play Hitler? Right, right, right. You know. And all right, so we did briefly mention during all this Sam Rockwell. Yes. So I want to talk about Sam Rockwell for hours. Can yes. we do that? Yeah, um, Captain K. So he's amazing in this, <laughs> as always. Yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell is always super fun to watch. Um, you're you're gonna be a little proud of me. I really want to watch Moon. Oh yeah, Moon is fantastic. I almost bought it on 4K before all, all the the quarantine happened because mm-hmm. we had it at the store, and I was like, I'm gonna come back and buy this. Moon, and so good. Never got to go buy it. Yeah, Moon is amazing. Um, I also, if you if you kind of like this style of Sam Rockwell, this sort of warm Big Brother type, uh, also watch The Way Way Back is also okay. extremely well done. It's the guys who uh, wrote The Descendants and whatever. So, oh, okay. Um, anyway, anyway, Sam. So the reason Captain K is empathetic to Jojo's situation covers for them when Elsa pretends to be his dead sister mm-hmm. is that it is insinuated that he is gay. Yes. Um, and so we see this in that in his, you know, interaction with interaction, Freddy. Right. Every time they're together, mm-hmm. right? But also almost explicitly said at the very end with his new uniform, he has a pink triangle on his uniform. Uh, during Nazi Germany, uh, they would put pink triangles on homosexuals oh. as if they were the the Star of David, right, on the arm. Mm-hmm. They would do the same. You can see this very famously in Rocky Horror Picture Show in Dr. Frankenfurter's um, lab uniform or whatever, his um, his surgery clothes. Oh, there is an upside-down a... pink triangle on his... Oh. Yeah. I know. Never caught that. Well, there you go. So... Um, he knows what it's like to be discriminated against or at least the fear of being mm-hmm. discriminated against. 
and um, knows the implications of being caught. Therefore, he completely understands JoJo's predicament, and he helps out anyway yeah. he can. Yeah, and and but you know, and but man, I I love it when Sam gets to really play to his comedic strengths. Yeah. So you know, when we when we first meet him, he's like very jaded because like oh. You need two good eyes to be out in the field because he explains what happened to his eye, but he's got a milky eye. Yeah. He's like, but can a two-eyed person do this? And he takes out his <laughs> rifle and he's doing all these weird poses and shooting. And it's... At nothing, yeah. really. I mean, it, it's implied he may be aiming at those things, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. he probably isn't. Um, and then the grenade scene, he's drinking... And he throws a grenade, and he's like, yeah, so I'm going to show you how to throw a grenade. <laughs> and then here comes Jojo, who, you know, imaginary Hitler, you know, pep talks him back up, and he snatches the grenade from him, <laughs> bounces off the tree. And I just love Sam, after we see Jojo get blown in the other direction. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when Rosie kicks him in the balls and yeah. slaps him, because he's on his knees, and she just... Boom! <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's so good. Sam Sam does so well in every scene he's in. Yes. Um, one of my more favorite scenes with Sam is when the Gestapo comes. Mm-hmm. And I counted it. They say Heil Hitler 30 times. Yes. Uh, yes. And um, good for you for counting. You didn't have to. It's in the trivia. So I Oh, didn't. no. I counted. <laughs> yeah. They say it a lot. And it was to show, yes, this is stupid and ridiculous. Look how silly they look. Mm-hmm. But also, this is real Nazi protocol. I mean, that's what they had to do. So, I mean, it's also... See how ridiculous real life was back then? Yeah. If you were a Nazi? Because you had to say it every time you met someone? <laughs> yeah. I, well, how I counted is I did the math. There's five Gestapo officers, then JoJo, Freddy, and Captain K. Oh, right. So you actually like did a formula. Here, yeah. Okay. So there's five of them. They all have to say it once. So that's five. And then JoJo has to say it back five times. That's ten. And then they say it five more times to Captain K. And then, yeah. So yeah. 30 times. 30 times. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also like to mention that I also love Stephen Merchant yeah. so much. He had to, he, they made him stand on a box. He's already like 6'5 or whatever. Yeah. He's ridiculously tall. But to make him even more tall, he, he stood on a box. So when he's next to Sam Rockwell, he's that much taller. I know. So he could really be looking down right. on him. Um, but I love that scene because, you know, there's a lot of comedy in it. But also gets very serious. Yes. Because, as we know from history, when Gestapo officers come by, it's never good. No. Um, and so, we, as soon as they're at the door, we know, like, oh, shit. Oh, no. But then there's all this comedic timing with the Heil Hitler and the lines, like, oh, we'll just Heil Hitlering the boy, and then <laughs> Heil Hitling yourself, and, of course, Freddie Finkel. And then we're just uh, doing our... Inspection, so you know. <laughs> I do like we were just Hal Hitlering the boy. <laughs> yeah, the the verbiage <laughs> is great. Yeah. Um, and then of course you know, like I said, I love Stephen Merchant, and so like you know we get it's pretty routine. You know, we get a call. It's just a Gestapo. Yes, I think there's a communist behind my fridge. We go and investigate, and it's just some mold. <laughs> you know, and and apparently Stephen um, was kind of iffy about it for a little bit uh, of accepting the role but then when he saw the comedy he's like okay I'm gonna learn how to do a German accent I'm gonna learn my lines the German accents are really good in this movie mm-hmm. by the way oh yeah especially from Roman who's a you know a 10 year old yeah, actor he's 10. yeah I don't know what where he is I think from. he's British he's British yeah I think okay. he's British um but yeah but apparently when he showed up on set to film that scene <laughs> Taika really pushed him to improvise mm-hmm. and he was like I just learned all my lines. I just learned them. With my German accent, which I'm terrible at, but... And and then he said, but, like, having that freedom to improvise... Right. ...relaxed it a little bit more. But, um... I mean, you can just be, like, the... My my favorite character, the little guy. Uh, what was his name? Yorkie. Yorkie. He does a British accent, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a good time to be a Nazi. <laughs> um, but, no, but, so, I love that scene because, you know, then we have the shift of being very dramatic when Elsa shows up mm-hmm. pretending to be Inga um, you know and, and Sam like you were saying knows the bold strategy Cotton yeah Sam knows something's up because 
it's it's also implied that Sam's very familiar with their family. Yes. Um, yes, uh, he knows Rosie. I mean, he. I mean, by name, right? I mean, they're on a first name basis, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yes, I mean, it's it's insinuated that yes, he knows who they are in their family situation, right? Yeah, and they don't they don't say how Inga died, right? They're no, just, and she they passed. also mentioned that not everyone knows that, so mm-hmm. which is odd. Right, you would think that more people would probably know, at least if they know who the family is. That, yeah, you know the daughter is dead. Me, 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 I don't know. Could be, uh, could be a cultural thing. Could mm-hmm. be an of the time thing, and it could be a combination of the two. So I don't probably. Know. Um, but you know, and I think I think that scene sets it up perfectly for how this movie is comedic and serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause there, you know, a lot leading up to that is very comedic and, and there's not a, a lot of seriousness where you get a little bit of it, but I feel like that scene was really the shift mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, at that point, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's hard to make a funny war movie, mm-hmm. right? It can be done. Yeah. Uh, it's not impossible, but it's hard, right? It's hard to keep that balance. Uh, cause we, we, this doesn't have a lot of war in it, but it is a war movie. Yes. Um, and I was reading that they didn't cut corners with what the vehicles looked like, what the guns looked like. All of that is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Taika, Taika said in the behind the scenes that towards the end of the war, you know, a lot of people thought this was the end. So mm-hmm. they wore their Sunday best, put on makeup. And because he, yeah, he said the same thing. I didn't want to cut corners. I wanted it to feel very authentic. And around this time... People wore their best clothes because they're like, "Well, if we're yeah. if we're dying, <laughs> this is it. we're going out in our best clothes." Um, because you know, I you know, much like you in the public school, uh, graduating from a public high school, uh, we've read the same textbooks and mm-hmm. and a lot of the pictures people are wearing tattered clothes and so yeah. Anyway, yeah, and I you know it's <clears throat> I did love that. At the end, right mm-hmm. where you know the it's the battle, and this is the actual war part of this war movie. Yeah, right. Um, it does really switch from lighthearted to serious a lot. Yeah, in it's an not. Instant. Yeah, I mean, it's not. This is funny. This is serious, right? It's funny, serious, funny, serious, funny, serious. Because even within the battle scene, the German shepherds are there. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> that's goofy, right? Well, and then when we see Captain K in his full regalia, he's yeah. like smoking a cigarette and like the wind's blowing and it's all in slow motion. And he looks at JoJo and like does a little like, yeah, and, and like I did it as if to say, look, I I, I did it. I, yeah. I made the costume. Do you see it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I mean, and you know, again, that very hilarious misunderstanding of the German Shepherd. <laughs> right, uh, which I've seen in multiple places, but it still makes me laugh. I mean, <laughs> I said the dogs, the dogs, not the. You know what? No, it's okay. You did fine. It was. A, it's a classic misunderstanding. Like it's a stupid name for. It's a stupid name for a dog. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and yeah. so when you see them fighting in this little battle, right? Um, yes, it's very serious. We we see uh, Yorgi with his, you know. Hands covering his ears, and he's scared, and Jojo's scared, and then we see the German shepherds that aren't even supposed to be there. Yeah, fight. They they didn't just say this is a misunderstanding. You can go home. They just said, I guess you're joining us <laughs> because <laughs> we meant dogs, but you'll do. You know, yeah. it's it's very silly, right? Yeah, along with this very serious thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and, and that and I and I really love that sequence of of the battle because, you know, the whole movie we're seeing it through JoJo's eyes, mm-hmm. and I think this was really the the icing on the cake for him to realize that I need to stop believing in the Nazi Party. Right. I need to start thinking for myself because I love the sequence where he's kind of left a frame and we're seeing everything else here. Mm-hmm slow motion and this really beautiful operatic music is playing and he's really taking in the destruction and like wow this right this is not okay you know it's sort of that sort of american history x school of 
getting your mind changed, right? Mm-hmm. By hanging out with the thing you hate the most or the thing you've been taught to hate the most. Right. Right. Uh, it's a little different in American History X, but um, because he, we learned in American History X why he feels this way, right? Mm-hmm. In JoJo's case, we just assume he was taught this. You know, we we don't think he's ever met a Jewish person before, right? No. Uh, he's just been told to hate them, right? Yeah. So and- in this case, and it's not, I did like that there isn't a complete 180, with JoJo, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you've convinced me. I'm completely over it. It's it's a slow to, burn. He has to be convinced, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's sort of, yes, we assume he's been rehabilitated, mm-hmm. but it's not explicitly said. He doesn't outwardly say, Jewish people are great. The Nazi party is terrible. He doesn't say that, right? Which I would have hated, by the way. Yeah, the the only evidence we get is him getting rid of his imaginary friend, which I love. Yes. Especially when Taika comes in and he's got the bullet wound. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, where are you going, you little shit? And, And I love the line that he says... Fuck off, Hitler, and he kicks him through the window. Yeah, that was pretty great. And and then dancing with Elsa, Mm -hmm. because as Rosie states, dancing is for people who are free. Right. You know, so I I would agree, like, that he wasn't like, Elsa, you've convinced me. Yeah. I do appreciate that, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and same with American History X. I mean, it's, again, that one's a little more explicit than Mm -hmm. 180. Um, But in this one, it's... Yes, 180, but you know me, they didn't put a spoon in my mouth. Yeah. So, um, which I hate, and mm-hmm. I'm really glad they didn't do it this time. Yeah, because, you know, something something that they really, they talked about a, a good chunk of in the behind the scenes, it's, you know, 30-minute behind the scenes, is that we're seeing the world through JoJo's eyes and mm-hmm. also understanding that kids are very susceptible and kids take in the environment around them you know and one of the things i think uh either one of the producers or taika said is that people are saying you know if you don't change the you know if you don't change how you are we're doomed to repeat our mistakes right and that's referring to children Mm -hmm. because if children are taking in your mistakes then they they're going to do it again yes now i haven't read the book Shocker. I don't read. I don't know how. But <laughs> not those big words? Yeah, yeah, not those big words. Um yeah, I don't know how to read. But uh, I do know that I mean, it is a really interesting idea to have our main character mm-hmm. be a Nazi. And not just be a Nazi, be a fanatic Nazi. Yeah. Right? Be really just gung-ho for the cause. And that's super interesting because, you know, now that's our that's our hero, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think it does make a difference. He is a child, right? And we have the understanding that the only reason he's like that is because he's been taught to be like that, mm-hmm. right? Again, like you said, children are sponges, yep. right? They soak up everything around them. And so the fact that we know that he's young enough to change his mind, we want to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that was also something they said is how do we how do we make sure that people like our hero? Yeah, because he's a Nazi, and you know, and and I think it's a testament to Roman, a child actor, to really bring kind of a humanity to to this Nazi little boy. Yeah, um, and then to see him grow and change within the movie is. You know, and I think that's why I really liked it a lot. Yeah. I knew I was going to love it as soon as I saw the trailer. I'm like, I'm in. Got to see it. Got to see it. Right. It's another instance where I didn't watch another trailer. Watched the one trailer. And I was like, I'm good. I'm sold. IMDb, I swear to God, if you keep putting tenant trailers in front of the stuff I'm trying to watch, I'm going to murder you. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I I close my eyes. I go, la, 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 la. Because I don't want to see it, man. Yeah. Um, but, yes. I And I also think that it helps, again, in the movie, have no idea how he is in the book, but that his hate speech is ridiculous. Yeah. None of it has any validity. 
right? Mm-hmm. Valid. Jesus fuck. None of it <laughs> has any grounds, right? Yes. It is the Jews can read minds, Jews can hypnotize you, they're invincible, whatever, right? None of that is true, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that, you know, it's not well thought out hate, right? Right. That would have changed things completely. If he yeah. was a little more harsh or if he, like, really dug his heels in to the, to the hatred mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, was a little meaner about it. Yeah. I feel like that would have changed things. But the fact that it's sort of... He's just going the, off of This what? childlike fantasy and childlike imagination. Mm-hmm. And yes, people really did believe in all that stuff because propaganda. But uh, the fact that they just focused on the ridiculousness of the propaganda right and his ideologies i think that helps a lot in us not hating his guts <laughs> yeah yeah you know and i think that's kind of what you're saying uh, like in the scene where he's talking to elsa more about like what are the jews like like what do you like what do you don't like where you does know? the queen jew lay her eggs yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> You know, and Elsa's like, you know, we like shiny things. And he's like, yeah, shiny things. And ugly things. We learned that in school. You know, and he's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but then... Well, we've been... I've, we've said it at least five or six times. But, like, when he says that, he also realizes, because he's got that scar. Yeah. Like, well, I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. And something else I wanted to talk about just a little bit is... <laughs> How people are so mean about his scars. Yeah, and they're not even that bad. And <laughs> one of my favorite insults is in the Gestapo scene where, you know, Elsa's pretending to be Inga because she's got his knife. And uh, she's like, you know, isn't that right, you little Frankenstein? Yeah. And Stephen Merchant's like, now hold on now. <laughs> Let's not be mean about his disgusting deformity. Yeah. <laughs> like his disgusting face. Like he's... <laughs> You're right. He was defending him, but also doubling down on, yeah, I know, it's ugly. Yeah. Right? But I also really liked that because she did that to sort of present, I am his sister. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm the older exactly. sibling. Exactly. So it's not that she was... Trying it, to be rude. No, she was playing a part, right? Mm-hmm. And it brilliantly so in that little dig calling him Frankenstein is exactly what a sister would do to an annoying little brother with a horrible scar disgusting facial scar <laughs> and it's not it doesn't even look that bad I know the ones on his arms are way grosser than the one on his I know. face so. I, think the, I think the one on his, on his face is uh, pretty cool I thought it was super cool <laughs> that's like, a cool face yeah scar. dude like this like this lightning bolt like check scar like yeah, and it that's starts right. above the eye and it goes under the eye. That is that is the Cadillac of eye scars, by the way. If you when can he, get it to go from above your eye and then underneath the eye, so cool. Yeah, and... Uh, that's a, that, I'm a big fan of that face It was Alex, scar. by the way. I know. <laughs> Everyone, I'm, I'm uh, telepathic. I know when Alex is texting us. It's on your computer. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's not go nuts with the... <laughs> I didn't realize you were Jewish. Um, um, so... Before we end the episode and before we talk about uh, what's happening next week, I just want to ask you, Yeah. Um, what is one of your favorite scenes in the movie? Okay. Um, well, I might have a couple. So I, That's all right. I absolutely love David Bowie, right? Yeah. And so obviously the, the very end where they play heroes, that's in German, and they're dancing. I love that because I love David Bowie. And I love heroes. It's my favorite David Bowie song. Mm-hmm. Um, Learn Today... I pretended like I knew all along earlier when I told you this, and that was a dick move. Uh, I learned this today that it is about uh, the the song "Heroes" is about two lovers who are on either side of the Berlin Wall, oh, right? Yeah, uh, which is a little twofer for why it's in the movie in the first place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I played it off like I knew that already uh, when I told you that earlier. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, it's anyway, all right. So yeah, I love David Bowie. So that was fun. Um, I got so excited when I could hear the opening. The da 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 I was like, oh, shit, heroes. I got so excited. Um, and I guess any scene Sam Rockwell's in, yeah. I guess, because he's Sam Rockwell, and that's... Yeah, I I have a few, too, but one, one of the ones that sticks out the most is when 
<laughs> Jojo goes up to negotiate with her, and he's got a pot on his head, and he's got the knife, and he's like, little girl. This. Little girl. We are on the same wavelength on this, because it is Hitler's reaction the the thumbs up the as if you're doing great yeah it's my favorite <laughs> yeah because because he doesn't know what to say to get her to come out yeah Jew Jew in the wall and he looks over at Hitler and he's just like big smile two thumbs up and and then I love like, makes me laugh every time and then he's still trying to get her out of the wall and like Hitler's like saying next to him and then he looks over like because <gasps> she's somehow gotten out and yeah. they didn't see <laughs> and. <laughs> Will you quit giving her knives? How are you going to chop things up now? <laughs> His mom's like, where are all the goddamn knives? <laughs> yeah, that, Hilarious. That's, that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, for um, sure. I really like early in the film, early Hitler reactions to things uh-huh. because it's very animated. It's very, you know, kind of overreacting, right? Like with uh, the... Like with the what? What are you burning? Oh, she yeah. can't hear you. Huh? What are you burning? <laughs> yeah, you start to yell. Hilarious, right? But uh, my favorite of those really early sort of reacting to JoJo mm-hmm. is when he's in the hospital on the gurney, and Hitler gives him a thumbs up, and then JoJo it, gives him a bloody thumbs up, and he's just like, because <gasps> <gasps> well, he he faints, like yeah. JoJo, <sighs> and he yeah. faints. So funny, <laughs> right? That that stuff really makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the movie. I think I think Taika hit it out of the park Definitely. with this, you know, writing and directing it. Won him an Oscar. Uh, Best adapted screenplay. Excellent mm-hmm. job. I do want to say, though, uh, before we go, that the one thing I do know about the book mm-hmm. is that he convinces Elsa that the Germans won the war for a while. Really? Yeah. It is so not, it wasn't a quick... No. It's oh. like, I don't know, weeks Damn. Or something like it's a while. Yeah, I I feel like if they would have done that, it's a lot darker. So. I feel like if they would have done that in the movie, we we wouldn't have loved. I also think JoJo's older in the book too, if I'm not mistaken. But um, not much older, but older. Yeah, right. Maybe a teenager or something. But um, yeah, the book is a lot darker, mm-hmm. uh, from my understanding. Yeah, they, they they said it was much more dramatic. But this is. You know, yeah. right up my alley. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Taika hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of to come full circle. Can't wait for Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so good, just because the title alone yeah, sells I mean, me. Yeah, we'll get it in about two years from now. But yeah, it'll I be know. fun. And uh, Natalie Portman back as yes. Jane. Yes, Nat Nat, Por- Nat Ports. I wonder how much uh, Taika had to really say to convince her to come back. I don't know, she's not really doing much. Well, because you, know? you know she originally. Hang on, everyone. Like I said, it's coming full circle. Uh, originally, Patty Jenkins was going to do Thor: The Dark World, and then left due to like conflicts mm. with Marvel. And uh, um, Natalie Portman only agreed to do it because Patty, Patty Jenkins, Jenkins was attached. But by the time she left, it was too late. They're Listen, like, sorry. Patty Jenkins is great. Oh yeah, I she, would not have liked it either way. I don't think. I think I don't think so. I think it was because Patty wouldn't have thought to bring that comedic timing and the sort of you know technicolor world that Taika does. Oh no no, uh, the dark world. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh oh oh, like she wouldn't have thought to do that. Oh yeah, right. So it still would have been super boring. Yeah. So I think yeah. So I think I think Taika really had to say something to Natalie to be like, trust me, like. Like, you saw Ragnarok? That was rad. Like, this come back, you know? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, can't wait for that. So, Jeremy, what are we talking about next week? Alrighty, guys. Oh, no. I'm so excited. Oh, no. No, no, no. I am so excited for next week. I, I thought of this the other day, because I honestly had no idea what I was going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I honestly don't even remember what I pitched at, at the end of last I, season. I remember the three movies I pitched. Okay. I don't remember what I said. I'm, I'm so, going to save those till later. So, next week, it is a two-for-one special. That's right. Um, it is a interesting case study in in Remake. Okay. We are discussing Michael Haneke's 1997 film, Funny Games. And oh. we are also discussing Michael Haneke's 2007 Funny Games. Oh, okay. uh, we are going to watch both, and we are going to talk about both. Um, it is an interesting case study in directors remaking their own films and in shot-for-shot 
remakes in different countries. Um, hmm. To to be able to pull that off is very impressive, and I think you'll be very impressed by how close they are. You know, I, I remember seeing the trailer for the 2001 version. Seven. But done. 2007, my bad. I don't remember what you said. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I remember seeing the trailer, and I'm like, you know, because the trailer shots are really nice and really... You know, that's how the movie starts. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, hey, it's Tim Roth right there." Yeah. Um And and then the trailer takes a turn. I'm like, "What is this movie?" Yeah, and it's of course, wild. It's I, wicked. It's great. And of course, as we've discussed multiple times about this movie, it's so you know, I am very interested to see a movie that was designed to upset me. Yes, it is designed for you to walk out. Yeah. Um, to, for you to just throw your hands up and go, "That's not fair," and leave. Um, and I'll I'll go ahead and spoil the title because I already have a title for this episode. It okay. is it is a game without rules. Well, and so so that I think I think is. this will be really good. This will, I'm I'm already calling it. I think this will be a good episode. Okay, cool. Probably one of the best of season four. I'm, I'm going to call it. I'm excited. Yeah, because um, I hate that. I hate it when things turn on our characters. Yeah, like it literally makes my blood boil. Yeah, like I hate it when things just turn on. And it, it it could not make me hornier than <laughs> I know it's gonna make you laugh. No, but I couldn't I couldn't be more excited uh, when that happens when when a when a film breaks the rules. Yeah. And this this is gonna do that twice. So I don't know. I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so angry next week. Maybe, but you like might Captain also... Holt level rate. I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. So Captain Holt level rage, <laughs> bone, yeah, bone, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I am. I'm really excited. It is by far one of my favorite movies of all time, um, and you can say that about either one because they're exactly the same. Yeah. So um, next week you'll have to read for an hour and a half, and then you won't have to read for an hour and a half. The first right. one's in German. So, uh, well, everyone, we hoped you enjoyed Jojo Rabbit. Um, I know we did. Yes, we absolutely did. Um, Jeremy, would you just like to play Heroes at the end? Yes, that sounds amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy David Bowie, Heroes. And we will see you next week. Yeah, man.